0: You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Max, and you have a full house with you today, because to my left, I've got Drake, and right below me on the Zoom screen, I've got Dave. Gentlemen gosh it feels good to have all three of us here how are y'all doing
0: doing great up here uh weather
2: is still great in the northeast i can report that i can tell you right now
1: the weather outside in baltimore is you know
2: it's okay but you're right max all three of us are back whole lot of game today baby
1: it was actually kind of chilly this morning i walked outside and i think my thermometer in my car said 68 which you know for mid-may in tampa that's that's pretty cold you know it's a it's a chilly may day we have here Uh, if you've never left the state of florida which i don't know why you'd feel the need to um there's places on this planet and in this country if you'd believe it that uh like may is a month where you have to still wear a jacket so glad to not be in one of those places and uh glad to be here with y'all first thing we kind of need to talk about is i lied to our listeners i said yesterday yeah i did i said um I we were recording before the soccer game, and I said I would tweet out the result. Admittedly, I did not do that. Florida State lost in penalty kicks. Which, oh gosh, I don't know if we have enough time today to really talk about the the absurdity of deciding a championship game on penalty kicks. I mean, I feel like that'd be like deciding a World Series with a home run derby. It's just I'm sort just of just
2: gonna say that. Yeah, I, I mean that's yeah. what one and like you know instructional league is going to be doing for minor league baseball. But no, it's like I mean I said it literally two days ago, where I think it's really just disheartening for you play 110 minutes, your lights out, and then you lose on um, penalty kicks. To me, penalty kicks does not tell you if you're a better team or not, and it's even worse that this was the first loss for the girls the entire season. I know, man. Yeah, they sucks, almost ran the sucks, table.
0: Sucks for them. Uh, well done with the season, though. I will say this. There is a segment of our fan base, I presume, which, like me, for the reasons explained yesterday, doesn't like soccer. So uh, this is a moment where I'm glad to not like soccer and don't have to feel the misery of a loss.
1: Well, yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? Is I, 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 I don't care that much that we lost. It's more I just feel for the girls. I mean, it's hard to, yeah. It, it's easy to sit here and behind my microphone and not, not competing, say like, oh yeah, well, hey, you should still be proud about you know, winning every game up to this point, but no one wants to hear that. Like, that's not, that's not how sports work. So sorry, ladies, but congratulations on a fifth finals appearance. Um, Another great season. We know you guys will take it next year. You'll run it back. And, you know, as much as this hurts me to say, like, congrats to Santa Clara, you know, you don't, Typically, see an eleven seed win a championship in anything. So, so we're going to do a couple things today. Uh, we're going to talk a little football, but then we're going to do some word association type stuff. Um, we've gotten to the point in the off season where we're sort of just ripping off Reddit for content. So, we're gonna we're gonna see if we can do it better than those nerds uh, tomorrow, or I guess Friday. You're listening to this on Wednesday, so Friday is promised. We'll have the interview with uh, men's lacrosse coach, head coach Lou Basie. And uh, tomorrow you'll just have a normal old episode with us. Let's talk football first, though. There actually is some news to share. Just came down from the Twitter sphere. We have another transfer. the The portal is hot as lava right now, and Florida State lands FCS transfer from Holy Cross, Joe Lang. Many of you probably know Joe for his storied career in the second tier of Division One A, or one whatever. Um, but if you don't know, Holy Cross roster by heart, which, by the way, let me clarify, this isn't the Holy Cross Rudy Rudiger had to go to, different Holy Cross. Uh, he's a five 5'11", 210-pound defensive back out of Naples, Florida. Uh, he's a senior. He uh, started all 12 games last year, and he was fourth on the team with 72 tackles, 62 solo tackles, a quarterback sack, three tackles for loss. He also did force a fumble and recover a fumble. And he had four pass breakups. And one more thing. This is important before I let you guys talk about your impressions of him. His season best, his best game, 12 tackles, was against an FBS opponent in Syracuse. Not a good FBS opponent, but still had 12 tackles against, you know, an FBS team, and we'll have to play Syracuse this year. So, you know, there's that. Yeah,
0: Max, uh, big deal. I can report that he is a really cerebral player, real workout warrior, glue guy. So...
2: Yeah, he's, he's got that grit, but I am actually excited for him to come in there. Apparently, he's coming in as a PWL, which means a preferred walk on as well. And to me, that just elevates the floor a little bit of that locker room, because basically you kind of need more guys for this culture shift or the locker room turnover that we really need. So hopefully he can bring that as well. And also, I mean, he, he's not a bad player from the stats that we're reading right here. And Holy Cross, for those of you who don't know, he actually made the FCS playoffs and he was I believe he was also one of the captains for that team. So honestly, that's great for us, and he's not a scholarship guy. And you know what? I'm stoked. I'm happy.
1: Yeah, no, exactly, man. I think um, there there are multiple reasons you bring a transfer in, right? Like, I don't want to insult the immortals because we love them. How do I put this? McKenzie Milton is the exception, not the rule. Like, you can't expect, you know, most transfers to be a Justin Fields or a McKenzie Milton or a Joe Burrow, like most of them are just going to be guys who like this probably wants an opportunity to play at the FBS level for a year um, with his last remaining year of eligibility or guys that like, couldn't, you know, break the starting lineup at their other school or, you know, whatever. But as a coach bringing them in, you know that. So there's always a reason you're bringing them in uh, full disclosure. I'm texting Philly G from one foot down the Notre Dame outlet. He played football at Holy Cross. Uh, His opinion on this guy is that he's probably coming in to be a special teams guy, which we know Mike Norvell loves special teams. Um, You know, I mean, again, when he was introduced to Florida state, that's his like intro moment. First thing he says is like special teams is where we're going to focus. And so, yeah, if we look if this kid has a good attitude, he's on a team that went to their league's playoffs, 62 solo, solo stops. He doesn't, doesn't, you know, on, on film, does it look like the most naturally gifted athlete? He looks like he's just really a grinder. Uh, we could use some of that personality in the locker room. And yeah, cool. I'm, I'm fine with it.
0: Yeah, we'll take all the special teams help we can get. Getting one of the phases of our game competent at this point would be a step forward from the
2: last several okay. years. And Philly, gee, is a good one to be talking about it because he did play DB at Holy Cross. And I'm going to reiterate this again, folks. He's a PWO, so this does not come at a cost of a scholarship. So if he actually gives us anything, even if it's just special teams, this is a huge win-win.
1: Yeah, no, thanks for thanks for uh, clarifying that, Drake. I think that – so a P, can, can you guys explain someone for our listeners and kind of for me, like how is a PWO different – than a W.O., right? Like what's, is it just you talk to the coaches a little more or is there actually like a official designation within the department that you're a P.W.O. versus a walk-on?
2: So basically your walk-on is your typical, like we had Michael Euro example in our fraternity, right? He played high school football for Saint Thomas Aquinas. And then at the next level, he's like, you know, what? I kind of want to try this out. And that's your typical walk-on, just someone off the street, someone from the school. I was like, hey, you know, I just want to play a little bit of football. They still, you know, are on the roster, but they typically don't see, much or any playing time a pwo kind of has the they're called preferred because typically they're the first ones looked at for if their scholarship does come available down the line that's what you saw with white rector trey sean war got one as well this past year i think the kid was the, the other kicker park roadhouse is kind of on this in the same boat so typically a pwo is someone that comes down that has the promise of a scholarship at a later date potential, for potential. A yeah
1: okay yeah no exactly so folks don't freak out that we're burning a uh We're not burning a scholarship on him. And again, like one of y'all just said, if he adds anything, he's a, he's a net positive. He helps the team, you know, he pays tuition, all those good things. So more, more action in the transfer portal. I believe that uh, we have about 13 days left for kids to transfer if they want to play in the fall. So We'll keep you updated. We'll keep you apprised. Uh, and, you know, keep a weathered eye on the horizon because from what we're hearing, it's, uh, it's not quite over yet. And if you get hungry keeping that weathered eye on the horizon, I also have a solution. Don't grab a candy bar. Don't grab some chips. Go to BuiltBar.com and order yourself a delicious protein-packed super snack. That's right. I call it a super snack. What does that mean? I don't know, but it sounds cool. Seriously though, built bars are fantastic. I like the peanut butter brownie, but they've got 18 great flavors to choose from 17 to 19 grams of protein. Guys, if you're not eating built bar, what are you doing? BuiltBar.com promo code locked 15. So I know Drake, you were, uh, we were talking before Dave got in here and after we got done, you know, bad mouthing him and, uh, just talking about all of his inadequacies and shortcomings as a human we then moved on to you being a little upset that you never get to be part of the fun episodes and you're sort of the fun police so let's uh let's let, we're going to try it out we're going to try something fun we're going to give you an audition and if it doesn't suck we can pencil you in for more fun episodes in the future but if it sucks and i will be judging like i mean Yeah. Simon Cowell. So we're going to be judging hard. We're going to have, we're going to be eagle eye in this thing, but I think, I think you'll be okay. So we texted about this. You're
2: making me sound like I called my mom and tell you that Hey, I need to play with the big kids now. Come on, man. Um, I'm super salty over here. I know
1: (laughs) we're just beating up on Drake. Drake's a lot of fun. You're a lot of fun, buddy. We just, uh, you know, whatever. So let's, let's, let's move in. So today's game that we have stolen kind of from the internet, but we're going to make it better we are going to relate college football teams to comedic characters. And we all have a few in mind and we're just going to see what kind of parallels we can draw between the hilarity that is college football and the hilarity that is uh, modern cinema on Reddit. I think they were doing big 10 conferences maybe. Um, Yeah. So where do we want to start? Like I was thinking first we thought ACC, but there's some like really, really funny ones. If you go in. So Dave, um, do you want to kick us off? Because you had, I mean, you had the Florida State one. Who do you think Florida State best parallels to in the cinematic universe? I'm Ron Burgundy.
0: Florida State. Uh, Florida State reached the mountaintop, the pinnacle of being an anchor, right? And yep. he uh, he had the ire of all the women. He had uh, uh, he had every
1: I think Ires bad, bud. I think Iyer's... He had
0: the love of all the women. He had the house parties cannonballs. He had everything. And then, uh,
1: short, then he lost briefs.
0: it. And he lost it. And so, there was a decade in there of just
1: sadness. So let me ask this. Does that make Clemson Veronica Corningstone?
0: Oh, she did hit us with, a uh, the TV antenna that did happen for a few years here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we were nice to her. Like we, we were nice to Clemson people. We didn't hate them. We were just in, we were just, you know, naturally better than they were. And then They have, they go out there and now they want to run the conference. It's a joke.
2: And didn't she also change the teleprompter too to make him, you know, kind of say that, you know, the the classic
1: line go yourself, San Diego. (laughs) Why'd you do it, Ron? Why'd you do it? Oh, man. No, I think that's a good start. I also think that, uh, so yeah, if we're Ron Burgundy, then uh, I'm trying to go through this movie. So yeah, West, yeah, Miami is West Mantooth, right? Like that is such. The moment when he's arguing with Burgundy, like that is the most Miami fan thing. Those ratings don't take into account uh, uh, houses with more than three TV stations and th- other things of that nature. Like that's the most Miami oh, like, <laughs> ACCJ. Well, we we we've won more games over time than you have. It's like cool, man. The teams from the '80s are all in freaking wheelchairs now. Like that's it's fantastic, but uh, the conference trophy case is looking a little empty. Like, you know it's bad when your last conference title was in a conference that doesn't exist anymore. Metro, yeah. No, the, the Big East. They won the Big East, I imagine, at some point, probably. Who knows? Hmm. Dude, isn't that weird that, like, the Big East just, just doesn't exist anymore? Like, they have basketball, but, like, they, they – That'll I mean they were a power conference, right? Like they were
2: point. a top-tier conference. You just just not only in football, like in every sport across the board. Like ESPN actually has a really good 30 for 30 called, you know, was it rest in the big easy beezy, like the tail of the big east? Like it's a really good documentary, and like it talks about how not only they were they just powerful across the board just winning, but also off the court, they kind of were like setting the trend for a lot of other conferences, what they do now as well. So
1: it just goes to show, you know, seriously, like things can kind of things can happen quick. You know, I think as football fans, we get so caught up in what are we doing on Monday? What's happening on Tuesday? What news is on Twitter? What game is this week? But you, you zoom out and you look at the big picture. And like in 2011 and 2012, we were just incessantly bitching about the BCS system. And I remember one day and I wasn't that plugged in. I was a college student. I wasn't whatever. Like you turn on the TV and all of a sudden there's a ticker that says, you know, major conferences agree to college football playoffs starting in 2014. And you're like, we've been asking for this for 30 years. How the hell did that happen out of nowhere? You know, and all of a sudden the big East. So who was in the big East? So we had, um,
0: Louisville, we had
1: Louisville, we had West Virginia. It was Miami. It was it Yukon. You, yeah, that sounds right. Was where was Virginia tech? Were they in there before they came to us? Here we go. Big East membership history. Thank you. So yeah, they had they had Temple, they had West Virginia, they had Virginia Tech, Rutgers, uh who's now. So let's see. Temple's in the MAC, Virginia Tech's with us, Miami's with us. Uh Rutgers is the Big 10 now, I believe, right? Rutgers uh, is the Big 10 yeah now too. They also yeah. have
2: Boston College for a while, uh Providence, Pittsburgh. St. John's, Seton Hall.
1: Yeah, so I mean think-
2: Virginia Tech too. Yeah, you're
1: right. There was a time, man. There was a time. That's a, it's crazy though to think about realignment. So let's, let's think about this. I know this question gets kicked around a lot and there's probably only so many answers, but getting away from us trying to be funny, if we were to jump ship and, you know, tell the ACC to do what Ron Burgundy told San Diego to do, where would you guys want to see us go? Like, not, I mean, maybe think, think logistically a little bit, but like what would be your dream scenario of FSU's conference switching or whatever you want to call it?
0: Uh, Is it, is it bad that I would rather be in the sec just to see good football games every year, even if I know that makes it harder for us to win a championship. Like I want every game to be against a team that everyone at least thinks is good. That's, that's football. That was the old Bobby Bowden mentality. And I know it makes it harder. And we're scheduling those teams anyways, it seems like, every year for the next five, 10 years. So give us that conference revenue sharing and give me some good football every Saturday.
2: I don't know. but Because I personally wouldn't. I think we're in a perfect spot for us. But if we had, like, gun to my head, go somewhere, I think the SEC probably is the obvious source, just simply for location-wise. Revenue actually would be astonishing. we probably get a lot more money. Alumni and boosters would probably donate a lot more as well. And also, like, it is true that, like, good football, like, the kids may be not watching all the time, but, like, you're going up against the best. And that's one of the big things that kids, you know, for recruiting will always say. Like, I was listening to a, a podcast not too long ago with a former um, wide receiver coach. And these kids actually do care about playing against the best of the best. Like, iron sharpens iron for a reason. And if they wouldn't listen, I'll probably go Big Ten because there's academics as well. Because And they also they make a lot of money from their football. But my, my priority probably would be the
1: SEC as well. Okay. All right. Well, look. We don't know when the next conference realignment is going to be, but if y'all think you do, I imagine our friends at BetOnline.ag have lines for it. They have lines for literally anything. They're like a they're like a bad dad joke book, just line after line. But lines you want to use, so head on over to BetOnline.ag promo code locked on. You get a little fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit, and uh, you know you can start picking winners. So. BetOnline.ag, enjoy it now. Thank me later. So when I used to play the uh, NCAA video games back in the day, as the kids say, um, I used to do a conference realignment all the time just for funsies, and I would always put us in the Big Twelve. It was always kind of my go-to. Um, I don't know. It seemed like we fit there, you know. It just it feels like one of those conferences where our style of football, right? Because we're not as we're not as burly and tough as the SEC, but we're not as flashy and fast as the Pac 12. We're kind of in that, we, we play kind of that in between football. Uh, you know, I don't, I wouldn't want to be in the Big 10 because, you know, the away games would suck. Like, I'm not going to go to Nebraska. That sounds, I wouldn't wish that awesome. on my worst enemy, much less someone I'm friends with. So, you know, Iowa, you know, what, what like, Field of Dreams, I, I've actually been to the Field of Dreams. It's cool to see once, but going to Iowa for a football game every other year wouldn't be any fun. But I could get behind going to Austin, playing Texas. I'd get behind going to Norman, playing the Sooners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, probably would never go see Oklahoma State on the road. That just sounds lame. Uh, but West Virginia, that would be a blast to go tear it up in Morgantown. Um, and the beauty of that that game is, like, you can do whatever you want. You can't make the town shit. You can just break things and light things on fire and you know and i don't mean that it's a shit town i mean like during game weekend you know we've seen the pictures like when they celebrate their wins yeah don't uh, they
2: don't they have that tradition of burning couches or something is that yeah, low-key
1: like i hope y'all don't disown me for saying this but if we went to west virginia and they beat us i'd rip that floor state shirt off throw on a west virginia shirt and just join grab some gasoline and join in the party it looks like a lot of fun i can i can put my emotions to the side for one night um now, yeah Max in in this hypothetical scenario, Mike Leach is our head coach, right?
2: Oh, you—you you, you, you would need an—you no. No, you need an air raid coach if you're doing Big Twelve, man. That's yeah, that's how you're gonna live and die from that.
1: Yeah, that's probably true. Oh man, would we want Mike Leach? What about? Oh, there's got to be someone better. I don't. Oh, know.
0: there's no one better than Mike Leach. He's the guy. A lot of fun.
1: Out. I mean, uh, I don't know, man. Didn't he? Didn't he like have? His quarterback this year, Luke, whatever, didn't he have like an incredible first game, but then just like go on to progressively backslide every game after that? Yeah, the first
2: game he beat LSU and like was just like a stud and then just out of nowhere inexplicably threw, I think, what, six picks out of like over two touchdowns too as well. He was absolutely
1: terrible. I forgot his name. I don't remember his name either. It was freaking – Can you imagine like – Like imagine Mike Leach trying to explain a football playbook to you he probably doesn't know what he's doing half the time it's like we're gonna throw it her over here and then no uh, well in world war two
2: yeah leach went over to KJ was like hey listen man could you please hey, you should, know throw throw TD real quick he's probably like nah man
1: nah but like I just I just can't imagine you know I'm I'm sure there is a lot of uh a lot of confusion on a Mike League Mike, Mike Leach offense about what to do so that would be I don't know I'd put us in the big twelve so hypothetical realignment happens Mike Leach is is not our coach look let me ask y'all this. Is there any conference? No, I don't want to ask it that way. I want to talk about a different topic while we're on this topic. So we, we don't think, I don't think Florida state's going to, going to jump to the big 12, the big 10 uh, or anywhere else for that matter, anytime soon. But I do think we will see playoff expansion. If, if y'all had to bet on what it would be, what do you think that looks like? What do you think the next iteration of the playoffs looks like? What do you want it to look like? And then, you know, was it actually going to look like? Well, it's it's going to it's got to be eight teams, right? Like, if, here's the thing:
0: they already play twelve to thirteen games. If you make it eight, that I mean, if you make it more than eight, you're adding like four games. You're talking seventeen game season for college kids. That's an awful lot of football. I would love that, but I mean, these kids are already playing for free. It's a farm system for the NFL. That, that would just you got to pay them at that point if you're going to do that
2: um i'm with dave on that specifically with what you just said at the end but also i think eight's the proper way the way i would do it is you do the probably what the five conference champions from like that you do one group of five champion and that typically you would go by who has like the best record or rpi or whatever Advanced has like some of these nerds have come up with over the past 20 years and then for the last two hmm you probably would do like an at large bit from one of the conferences and maybe do another at large group of five team. Cause like we saw last year, we had BYU, Coastal, and Cincinnati. Cause right now, I think the talent level on the group of five is actually kind of getting a lot higher and closer to being power five level, especially when you compare the American to the Pac 12. So that's kind of how I would see it. Well, the question I would ask you, Max, is if it's an 18 playoff and the eighth seed ends up winning it
0: all, do you not have like some kind of in the back of your mind thought to yourself of, team still doesn't feel like the champion right like because they're probably gonna have one or two losses on the year yeah dude
1: well let's unpack that a little one no because i'm a big believer in and i've always been of of deserving over best like i don't i don't think you know i don't think the best team always wins the championship in any sport right i think that the team that shows up that night does you know you wonder if gonzaga plays baylor ten times how many times does it look like that i i don't i don't think it looks like that 10 times you know uh but yeah I, I i'd be fine with it i mean an eight seed would theoretically have to beat a one seed then beat a four seed and then you know they'd probably depending on what happened on the other side they could have to beat as high as a two seed so if a team was able to beat the number 1 and 2 seed yeah absolutely where i wonder is with them going past six. So I I don't know if I'd see them trying to expand past six. And here's why. I don't think you can try to do an at-large system. You can, you could try it. You can try anything. It's the United States of America. Literally anything you want to try, you're free to. But I think that when you start to try to mix um, automatic qualifying with uh, at-large type deals, it just gets messy. So how do you do that? So maybe- Let's say we, they say, okay, we'll keep the college football playoff committee. They'll do their rankings and the highest next two non-selected teams go in there. Well, you're putting the college football playoff committee in a weird spot because it's the same thing we've seen with the group of five, right? Group of five's best team, if they're over 15th, they get an automatic bid. That sounds fine, but what it's really – the college football team playoff committee isn't deciding to put San Diego State at – or BYU, whoever it is that you're coastal, at 14 they're deciding whether or not they get the bid, right? It's it's a binary question. They just justify it by putting them at 14 instead of 16. So you'd end up with this situation where they're basically going to just handpick the two at-large qualifiers. And that's not even the thing I have the biggest problem with because right now they're just handpicking the four qualifiers. The issue is it would be hard to justify if you made them release a top 25 and the Washington Huskies got in. And remember, it would be it would be conference champions. So some weird shit can happen in conferences. You could end up with a Florida State team losing by 70 to Clemson, but then Clemson gets upset by Pittsburgh and, you know, DJ wongalele gets hurt. They drop one more, and then somehow we make it to the championship. And, you know, it's just you're going to end up having to put on paper, okay, we've got Florida State at 9, we've got Washington at 14, but they're both in, you know, but we put Georgia at 3 to make a point or whatever, I guess that would give them an automatic bid. But you get what I'm saying. Like it would create, I think, more controversy than it would settle if they tried to marry the two. So I think they either go six, five AQ conferences, one at large, but it's the automatic qualifier of the, what you call it, the champions of the the power, not the power six, um, the group of five. Or you just say, hey, we're going to do a bigger college football playoff. And we all know in our heads kind of what our criteria is.
0: The last thing I'll say is, FSU, like, there can't be any question that we would have benefited from a playoff having been around the whole time. Like, we would legitimately have two or three more championships, I think. But some like weird part of me kind of misses the BCS. Uh, Either of you?
2: Uh, Not really. I like having these extra games, you know, at the end of the year for me to watch because typically bowl season already, like, I don't particularly care except for the one show that we did, like, just picking random teams and me showing it in your face that you did not know anything about Buffalo and you thought they were going to lose by 40 and they won by 10. But to me, like the cultural playoff, I think it does need to expand. I, I do get, Max, your, your criticism or your kind of worry about that. I think just my one thing would be that I think if you leave it to six, I, mm. I just don't think you're going to have a lot of teams that are unrepresented that should be actually in there. I think with eight, it kind of does for more football, for better football, and also like, it kind of cuts out the uh, – some of those games that during the year that, you know, we typically see, you know, like uh, Alabama playing a Citadel or something like that. So maybe like you cut out those games that no one's going to watch regardless. And that you can like, that's how you can marry the two.
1: I think that's, that's fair. The only, the only thing I wanted to bring up when, when Dave, when you talk about like adding games is if you're going to add games, you will have to subtract games. And I think they need to be conscious of not having 120 teams alter their schedule to accommodate the top eight. Right. So you kind of look at like, well, we might play fifth. Well, with a conference championship, what, what would you do playing 16 games? Cause you have 13 and then you have yeah. Quarterfinals semis. If, if finals. You guys were at 15
2: now. 16. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. You'd be at 16. And I don't think that's too many games, but I do think you try to get bigger than that. You have some concern and you know, if teams mm-hmm. want to cut out, maybe you say it's an optional thing. Uh, but yeah, again, wake forest is going to look at the revenue situation and go, Hey, we're not, it's not, you can't take away a home game from us, just so let's be honest. FSU, Clemson, and maybe sometimes North Carolina, you know, don't have to play a 16 game schedule. Like that's not fair. So that would be a little sticky.
2: I yeah, think. and then a lot of those smaller programs, like i like a, uh, like those FCS teams, like most of their big payment for their athletic athletic department is from these, you know, float out games. So some of these games are they get like 980k from revenue. So that's another situation that's going to happen as well so it's kind of like you the ncaa like as much like are kind of sitting on their hands a little bit when it comes to this sort of thing
1: dude actually that was my thing this is random wednesday folks welcome to random wednesday uh that was one thing i really you know that they're not going to do that i really wish they would do is leave the scs in the spring and then we should play those tune-up games as our spring games you're paying them the money anyway why not pull jacksonville state from the schedule and like play them in a scrimmage style. Like, what do they? What do they care? They're getting. They're getting a million bucks to do it, you know. And just say, hey, for our spring scrimmage, like, uh, did y'all do that in high school football? Like, it, you know, you'd have the the spring jamboree at the end of the spring.
2: Did I mean, we played a spring game, but against like a high school, oh another high school. Yeah, we always played either Deerfield or um, uh, Coconut Creek. And I remember playing my one game of football that Denard Robinson literally just ran around me.
1: Hey, at least it didn't run through you. Yeah,
2: that's true, but there's a nice little picture of me doing this and, like, literally having my ankles broken. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that guy is now on the NCAA 14 cover. Oh, that guy broke my ankles back in high school.
1: That translated really well to this uh, non-visual medium we've got, too. Thanks, Drake. I appreciate it. Anytime, baby. Uh, But, yeah, no, that's – I don't know. That's just what I would do because we we did a jamboree where you play, like, two halves against two different teams. We're going way down down this rabbit hole. Folks, it is the offseason. I promise – Our content is going to massively improve next time. Uh, I don't know how we got here this time, but uh, I'm glad we went on this journey. You know, we heard about potential realignment scenarios. We talked about, uh, you know, we haven't done this, what we haven't done this time. We really just, we really let Florida off the hook this week. We've really been bashing Miami and I mean, we really haven't talked about Dopey Dan and the girls.
0: We'll get them tomorrow. Okay. We'll
1: them. All right. We're out of time. We'll get them tomorrow, folks. I hope we, uh, you know, we can count on y'all to hate Miami and Florida equally for us since we've been leaning one way too much. But we'll bring some Florida hate in a little later in the week. Don't forget Friday, big interview. And y'all have a happy Wednesday. We'll see you next time.
2: Take care, everybody. Oh, no.